Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uninstalled Podcast. As always, I am your velvety-voiced, nasally host, Tyler, uh, and I am joined with my lovely co-host, Justin. Hello, everybody. And we'd like to welcome a new, slightly disgusting, slug-like uh, creature <laughs> uh, onto the pod with us, Vincent. Hello, everybody. That's me. I'm the slug. I, I like, I, I picture him as like, it, you know, like when somebody pours a liquid into a trash bag and then they like go to like pull the trash out. And they're like, ugh. Yeah. It's like that soupy, disgusting yeah, mess at the bottom. Yeah, something like that. If that had a face. Well, think about it this way, though. Like, don't you ever just get curious if you ever wanted to try and drink it? Like, this that one time you just want to try it and then no. never try it again. Personally, I've no? never, I've never Is that just me? Like that. Well, no wonder you. I'm called the slug. All right. So, um, to kind of give a little explanation as to what's going on here, uh, Justin and I were running the Uninstalled podcast, and due to some technical difficulties and some uh, decisions made in the background, we decided to bring Vincent uh, in with us because we feel like he'd bring some good banter uh, to the group, and honestly, we've all known each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah we... you two more so than me. Mm-hmm. I've I've only come into the the uh, picture within the last few years. Yeah, uh, Vincent and I. How long? Do, how far back do we go, Vince? Oh my gosh, uh, I think we go back to third or fourth grade. We played baseball together. And um, I promise you, we haven't played baseball since. Yeah, uh, there's. I think I think there's a very specific reason that this is going to be a uh, nerd esque podcast mm-hmm. and not a sports ball podcast because uh, I think Justin's the most athletic out of us, and I think the most athletic thing he's done in the last week is uh, eat three cheese conies without breathing. Uh, well, it, that's fair. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I got nothing. That's fair. Um, but I wanted to kind of go ahead and go into some backgrounds um, for all of us, just because, you know, with this whole starting fresh deal. Um, yep, that's uh, good news, guys. The computer has just uh, run a virus scan, and the uh, the best news all day: no viruses. No viruses. There we go. Vincent can't say Vincent that. Vincent cannot say the same thing. No. Vincent, why don't you go ahead and start us off with a little <laughs> bit of background about yourself? And you well, can leave the viruses out. Thank you. Please. Thank you. Um, all right. So I am 25 years old. I feel like I'm like on a dating website. Just like, <laughs> like long walks on the beach. And I like talking about wow. It's like crappy Tinder. <laughs> if Tinder wasn't already crappy. Continue. <laughs> all right. So um, I have done theater since I was, say, about 16 years old. Um, I do improv. I do um, an ordained minister. Fun fact. Uh, I've actually done Tyler and Justin's wedding both, which uh, I'm sorry to hear that uh, for them. Uh, but other than that, um, yeah, my kind of specialty with nerds goes into uh, online gaming, more of like MMOs, so World of Warcraft, RTSs, and uh, movies, movies and TV shows. So you're definitely a Netflix buff. I am definitely, I've ever one. definitely Netflix by far. Ninety-five percent of Vincent's life is Netflix. The other 5% is wine and pizza. Uh, at the same time, I yes. Just, he dunks his pizza in his wine. I sure do. That's pretty disturbing. But, um, Vincent, why don't you go a little bit more into uh, your theater background there? Like, I remember a time where you tried to audition for a play up in New York. You want to go ahead and elaborate <laughs> on that one for us? All right. So, um, and the reason Tyler wants me to bring this up is because he went along on the trip. Um, but I was auditioning for a cruise line. 
and I, uh, <laughs> one, I've, uh, we get up there to, uh, we walk around New York, and we finally get to the spot. Uh, it was after like a 15, 20 minute walk after our bus got us, dropped us off. Just somewhere. wanted to say that we weren't staying in New York City proper. We were staying in New Jersey. Yeah, good and, old New Jersey. Um, I don't, I, I, you know, I am not a geographical kind of nerd, but um, I know the particular part of New Jersey that we were in. Wasn't the nicest. No. Uh, it was not a part of New Jersey that you'd want to walk around in the middle of the night and be like, hey guys, I'm from out of town. Well, guess what we did before we talk about my audition? We, Tyler and I, actually did walk around at we, night. Yes. Vincent was like, you know what sounds really good? Street tacos. And guess what we got? Street tacos. Vincent got street tacos. I got churros. <laughs> ten the, for a dollar. It was like a ten for a dollar churros <laughs> at like this little stand. Ten oh. for a dollar? Yeah, oh, it did. was a steal. And, but you could tell like maybe they were stolen because oh. they, 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 they weren't the most high quality churros that I've ever had in my life. But go ahead and, uh, oh, go ahead and elaborate on this. Uh, how, did the, how did the play itself go? Go ahead and start us off as we're walking in. Okay, so as we get to the, uh, the office for the audition. Uh, it's my sister, uh, my sister's uh, boyfriend, which is now fiance, um, and then uh, Tyler and myself. And we get there, and actually, um, before it was fast forward, I uh, packed shoes. The shoes I packed were two uh, suede shoes. My problem was one was a blue suede shoe on my right, and a maroon on my left. So I looked like yeah. a clown. Emphasis on maroon here, Vincent. Yeah, <laughs> big emphasis on maroon. Um, so on top of that, uh, we get there and I check in. Sorry, and to, like, sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but I hope the uh, the fans out there are now getting a pretty good visual of what this man <laughs> is. Yeah. This man owns maroon suede shoes, blue suede shoes. And God knows no, how many no, other shades. He has hair everywhere on his body except for the top of his head. Absolutely. And actually, fun fact, I no longer own those shoes. It was kind of like a memory I didn't want to relive. Because I also... You, got, you actually got rid of those shoes? Yeah, I no longer have those that shoes. Is actually, that's really funny. I, I did not know that until just no longer now. have them. Um, but the main thing is we get up there, I sign in. They're like, hey, do you have your uh, sheet music? And I'm like, huh. I learn over. I'm like, hey, guys, I forgot my sheet music. And just the look... And also, it's a it's a musical. Yeah, it was auditioning for a uh, cruise line uh, that uh, it was like a musical host kind of thing, and I forgot the sheet music. So, did did you? How did the audition itself go? Well, I'm glad you asked, Tyler, because I didn't. I <laughs> I did not audition. I instead we sat there for about ten minutes, and we all just stared at Vincent. And the, the, the look of just pure disdain. So let me get this straight. <laughs> let me get this straight. Uh, you guys, I, I'm assuming you drove yeah, to yeah. New York. How many hours was that? A couple hours stuck in a car. A couple? No, you kidding me? It was like 89 hours. Pennsylvania itself was like six yeah, hours. That, that, I'm thinking that's roughly a 10-hour drive. I'm just lowballing right now. <laughs> ten? I'm trying to give Vincent more benefit of the doubt. 10-hour <laughs> drive yeah. each way. And you get there, and you don't even you don't even audition. Oh no. yeah, that was the that was the that was the icing on the cake that was right the there. icing on this shit cake. So was it a quiet ride home, or did Tyler? Did you just have a lot to fucking say at that? So point? It, it it should be noted that I don't tend to hold my thoughts to myself very often when I'm irritated. Um, but I actually held it in because we were in a place where I didn't know anybody 
and I had to be careful about what I said. That's fair. But, again, I will emphasize, Vincent knew exactly what I was saying with my eyes. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> he knew what his sister was saying and his future brother-in-law was saying. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was probably one of the worst uh, auditions I ever did because I didn't actually audition. Um, but I will tell you, on the bright side, the whole bright side of the whole trip, besides we got to walk around New York and do nothing. Like, we debated on what to do, and none of us did anything. But we did, however, stop at the gas station, and I found barbecue Fritos. That was the highlight of the trip. So... That was pretty awesome. Some of the street performers there were really cool. Yeah. Um, I actually got robbed in New York. Uh, fun fact. So, did you did you know about this, Justin? Not the barbecue Fritos and not the fact that you got robbed. So, you know, imagine this. A couple out-of-towners walking around, yeah, what is it, Times, Times Square? Uh, yeah, Times Square. Times Square. Yeah, yeah. And it's like probably in the afternoon. It's not. It's not even dark yet. People are starting to, you know, act, the action of uh, Times Square is starting to pick up. You've got, you know, Elmo and Spider-Man and all these people, these characters walking around uh, trying to get... And none of them speak good English, unfortunately. And they're like, oh, uh, picture, $5. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Anyway, so we're walking around and this uh, gentleman approaches me in this very uh, urban setup or getup. And he's like, hey, man, you want to hear my mixtape? And I always thought it was a meme that, like, these people actually approach you and, like, hey, man, you want to hear a mixtape? Well, this is fascinating because I was in New York over the winter, this past winter, and I was asked the exact same question. It was probably the same guy. So now I'm really interested. So I was like, nah, man, I'm good. He's like, please, I'm struggling. I need the money. I got to feed my kids. And I was like, well, now I feel like a dick for not listening to this guy's mixtape. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay. So I just take it. He's like, oh no, you have to buy it. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. And I go into my wallet and I pull out a twenty. And he he was only asking for five. And I was okay. like, okay, even weirder. Yeah, it was five dollars for me too. Yeah, I'm curious to see if this has the same ending mine does. So he, um, I, I give him the twenty and I said, hey, can you give me change back for that? And he's just like, no. And he just he just turns around and walks away. But he, he gives me the mixtape. And I literally look at it. And I was so frustrated that, like, there was a trash can three feet away. And I was just like, garbage. And I just threw it right into the trash can. Well, if it was the same guy that I had, there was nothing on that CD. Oh, no. It was an empty, blank disc. That is fucked up. Actually, well, what if it was the kind of, like, music where you just make up the music in your head like you imagine it what if what if it's what, what, like you know how dogs can only hear like really high-pitched sounds sometimes like, <laughs> like we can't pick up on it maybe it was like a, a cd for dogs but anyways to uh bring it close to this uh excerpt vincent made a big goof and it was a, it was a good time for all of us justin you want to kind of hop in here you've been you know this has been the vincent and tyler show so far well all right uh so i'm justin and I'm going to be bringing some... Let me, hold on. Let's, let's just do this. So, Vincent, you're 25? 25. I'm 24. Justin, how old are you? Old. Oh, I think everyone wants to know a number. I think they're curious. 30. He's, he's, he's kind of like... So, if Vincent's a slug and I'm a snail, then Justin's escargot. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he's the old stuff that's been canned. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
30 years old, ladies and gentlemen, and I've never felt older. <laughs> Looked at either. So Vincent brings a bit of a theatrical movie uh, background to the podcast. Me, I'm sort of like a, I'm like an all around. I'm not great at any topic in particular, but I'm pretty informed in just about anything. Now, I will say, tech-wise, you're probably the most intelligent. Oh, intelligent. That's a bold word. <laughs> yes, I, 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 uh, technology-wise, I'm pretty up-to-date. Uh, build computers, take them apart. Take apart anything, just about, just to learn about it. We take Vincent apart all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun time. It's great. Put me back together sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. So, yeah, um, I'm going to be the guy who can talk about anything that these two idiots bring to the table. I just might not be the most informed on the topic. See, what what I find so interesting is, um, so Vincent and I have quite a bit of history uh, just from our childhood. We played baseball together. I mean, his our parents went to school together. Yeah. Uh, your dad went to school with my aunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, my mom became really good friends with your dad. Uh, we've all, you know, pretty much grown together. But Justin and I, uh, I'm, I am the glue that kind of binds this group together. The sticky peanut butter and this weird, gross sandwich. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty nasty. Yeah. It's but, uh, gross. Justin, you want to go ahead and give us an origin story behind uh, how we met? Okay, yeah. I have been, I'm still currently employed at Humana, uh, but I had been at Humana for, oh, I'd say two to three years at this point. Um, bit of a closet nerd. I never really shared my nerdness, my nerdiness with anybody at work because nobody that I worked with seem to uh have that same mentality yeah that same mentality same interest uh until one day i was back in sorting uh sorting we were throwing mail bags into corresponding other mail bags (laughs) it's just as miserable as it sounds and i heard somebody make a world of warcraft reference and i i kind of shuddered when I heard it, because we've all lost tons oh, yes. between, of hours. Between the three of us, I think we could kill somebody with the amount of years and oh time that we've wasted gosh. in the game. A lot. Anyway, I whip around to see this scraggly, uh, nerdy-looking, glasses-wearing, you know, the typical, the picturesque definition of nerd. Huh. I mean, it's a, it's a fair point. I'll give him that. I turned around and I said, World of Warcraft? Yeah. He turns around and he's like, yes. (laughs) And I was like, all right. And we just kind of hit it off after that. Yeah, we started uh, talking here and there. Like, uh, unfortunately, with the way our work's set up, you don't get to see people, like, consistently every day. Yeah. But pretty much any time, like, Justin and I saw each other, we'd always, like, scoot near each other and be like... Hey man, do you see that new mod for Skyrim? Yeah, man, what's your Steam ID? And then like we slowly exchanged information, and I think over time that kind of was the foundation for our relationship. Yeah, it was a it was a refreshing change to have somebody to actually talk to about my interests at work. It's 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 definitely different to like find friends based off of typically you know you do find like 
oh hey we're both friends like if you're if you're in Ohio and um, you're you're a sports fan you can pretty much go up to anybody and be like hey man you like the Reds you know what I mean like or you see someone wearing some Reds gear and stuff like that yeah. currently like Justin's got a uh, Dragon Ball Z shirt on that's not something that just about anyone can approach somebody else about and have like something to talk about you know that's what I find so interesting about nerd culture is like when you see somebody and like you recognize like the hidden gems that someone maybe has on their clothes or a oh, tattoo yeah, yeah. I, I think the day that I actually met you at Humana you had the uh, the horde symbol on your shirt I probably that, did it's something that your average person would not have any clue what that is but yes. when I whipped around and saw the shirt I was like oh oh, oh he's one of those oh no. he that's yeah, right um, you know for the horde the alliance sucks dick but about that yeah um but moving on a little bit so i'll go ahead and give my uh, introduction here so i am tyler um probably the most handsome of the three by a large margin mm. uh, well you know um i just i'm already gonna say this is i'm if there's any fan art ever happens about us three i am curious to see what I'm they'll not. describe you as nope i any fan art can just be thrown straight in the shredder. Oh, no. But I, I am uh, 24, so I'm kind of the baby of the group. But I also have, I feel like, the most attitude. Um, Definitely carries the most sass. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't tend to hold much back, except for like right now when I <laughs> have to be more, uh, slightly more formal. But my um, kind of quote-unquote expertise here belongs in... Like, I am deep, deeply entrenched and like, very, very specific uh, niches of nerddom. Um, MMOs, I, I play a lot of MMOs, like World of Warcraft. Um, I've played a little bit of ESO, Black Desert Online. Um, some stuff that I know for a fact that these two haven't heard of. Right now, I'm very heavily entrenched in a Skyrim mod that I've been playing. Yeah, but the thing is, right now you're tiptoeing around the biggest and what many would consider the most embarrassing uh, obsession. Oh, no, I was saving... You, you always save the best for last, Justin, but, like, right now, I am fist deep in a uh, beautiful game called World of Warcraft. <laughs> Bringing it back. No, it's, it's not World of it's Warcraft. It's not World of oh, Warcraft. Not. He's still tiptoeing. Oh, that makes me sad. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, there it is. Yep. There so, it is. The pinnacle. Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm only going to touch on this briefly just because they're making such a big deal about it. It um, <laughs> It's a game that started in like the uh, late uh, 90s, or maybe, I, don't, I think it was like the late 80s, late 90s is when it started, but obviously, you know, I will be corrected at some point because I'm fairly certain that number's wrong by a guy named Gary Gygax. Um... He created, I think it was just called uh, Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition, or maybe it was just called Dungeons & Dragons, I'm not exactly sure. And it kind of just, just blown up from there. Uh, I know back in the day, like my parents' generation, it was considered, it was almost like metal. When metal first came out, everyone's like, that's satanic, and I don't <laughs> want it. Because everyone was Christian back then. Yeah. Um, so, it wasn't, it was more of an, not quite underground but i was like oh you play dungeons and dragons then you know stay away from me and my family no i'll tell you um my wife's mother uh when she found out that i was playing dungeons and dragons uh with you 
she asked me that very question. Isn't that Satan worship stuff? Seriously? Swear to God. That is oh. awesome. Oh, yeah. Goody. Now, granted, like in Dungeons and Dragons, there's a lot of demons and stuff. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of, you know, more whimsical stuff. I mean, there's there's everything. You have you have this plethora of stuff uh, that goes on in, during the games and everything. But it definitely c- carries that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, ca- it carries like a, a negative tone with it in terms of like the older generation. Well, I'll tell you, um, when I was in high school, yeah, it carried a... A certain bad taste in yeah. the mouth. Uh, I remember being asked to play and not ever dipping my toe into that 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 pool. <laughs> That's I, I was I was extremely hesitant, and I didn't. I said no. Right. I didn't. I didn't want that stigma attached to me which is honestly completely acceptable like when i was in high school i think there might have been like people that played it but they were so worried about being like ousted like by our peer by by their peers yeah um that they just never brought it up um yeah and there's a couple individuals that come to mind but that's neither here nor there but over time there's been you know different uh, additions that have come out. There's been second edition, three, three point five. There's been even a split off called Pathfinder, which is uh, very, very popular right now. There's a fourth edition, which is kind of like, it's almost like, if, for those of you that are nerdy, with World of Warcraft, how you know throughout the years some of the expansions have been stronger than others mm-hmm. in terms of like the player base and the amount of revenue it brings in. Um, fourth edition was kind of like that, where it lost the old crowd because they are getting older. And it just didn't bring in enough of the new crowd. Um, and then 5th edition came out, which is the edition that um, we all play. And it is the most uh, approachable. And it has made... It, it's the biggest edition of Dungeons & Dragons ever to come out. It has made... Um, I mean, there's Critical Role, which has basically redefined what it is to be done... Like, to, to play the game with uh, friends, you know, it's um, one of the biggest things that's watched on Twitch. They have, you know, they sell out shows at different uh, comic cons and game cons and stuff like that. Um, one of one of our mutual friends, Ben, um, goes and sees them almost once a year just because of how much he, he likes it. You know, they buy the merchandise and everything like that. So it's almost become a um, a pop, not pop, it's, it's, it's just become like... A, a, What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's had a bit of a resurgence. Resurgence is a good yeah. a good way to put it. But it's 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 crazy to think that a game that like kind of like how you know I, the example I used earlier was metal. Like I'm not saying metal is the most popular now, but it's not like you know if you ask if I ask Vincent and say hey what do you listen to and he says metal I'm gonna be like oh, okay cool. It's not it's, it doesn't have that stigma with it anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's not ugly anymore. And I really, really like it. Um, uh, I got started actually, well, not at Humana, but I, I played like on occasion with a couple of buddies of mine. But it wasn't real D and D. It was just like, hey, you want to do this? All right, you do it. That was pretty much it. And then once you get into the official stuff, you know, that's kind of where I've dragged these two down the greasy rabbit hole with me. Oh, it's been great. So that that's yeah. As you guys can kind of tell, uh, I have. 
quite a bit to say about the game, and I'm sure I can make a whole episode about it. Yeah, well, fuck it. Let's do that. You want to go ahead and do that? Let's talk D&D, episode one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Let's okay. just get it started. Well, I'm down for that. But yeah, so that's just, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, but that's just the brief introduction uh, between the three of us. Do you guys have anything else to add about yourselves before we get into this <laughs> dangerous topic? Uh, well, um, in case anyone didn't know, Tyler's correct. I am bald. Um, and actually, wow, uh, what a segue. <laughs> while everyone else is here, um, Tyler is wearing a shirt that has a stormtrooper on it. Justin's wearing Dragon Ball Z. And if anyone can uh, kind of really wonder where my passions lie, I am wearing a shirt that has to, just ale just written across it. So, yep. and, what does it um, say? Fun in the sun, ale, keeping the flow. Since- I'd- Okay. And, and there's some um, there's some sticky stuff stuck to it. I want this, this surprises me very it, little. It should not. That's probably all the syrup he ate this morning. It probably is. I actually, fun fact, I do not like pancakes, but I can do an episode on that one. Um, but I yeah, I bought this because it has ale just written all over it. That's, that's really the only reason why. I think something else to kind of throw out there is we all drink. And on occasion, we may drink during the pod. You know what I find? I, I really only drink with you two. I don't drink otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, I don't know if it's because I have to with you two. <laughs> that's or, fair. So or what? I, um, again, due to some technical difficulties, yesterday I drank a half bottle of wine and a very, very well-portioned uh, cup of Jack and Coke, and I was feeling pretty... Pretty happy yesterday. Kraken and Coke. Oh, yeah, yes. sorry. Two Kraken very different drinks, which I found out the worst way possible <laughs> at a bar one night. Um, so, you know what? Maybe, you know, at some point down the line, maybe we kind of dip our nerdy toes into talking about the different sorts of alcohol. But, oh, boy. Hits uh, and sweating. Yeah. Just, just oh, boy. I thought I, I thought I smelled Bud Light in here. Oh, you sure did. Um, <laughs> so, let's go ahead and talk about... Dungeons and Dragons a little bit because it is kind of a relevant topic right mm-hmm. now. Um, we did bring it up. <laughs> I kind of blew up the topic uh, when it was brought up. But Vincent, go ahead and give us a little bit. Of, I mean, you're out of, out of the three of us. You have the least amount of experience. With Absolutely. So I uh, have you ever actually played it before? I have. I've done on and off. I think I actually did one game randomly with you. Yeah. Um, and then I think I did one or two back up in college, but it was just like one night. I never did a full campaign. Um, I do enjoy listening to uh, certain podcasts uh, that actually have that, which are actually really, really cool. And you can, what, what podcasts? Oh, The Adventure Zone. That's okay. uh, that's what I listen to. That's one of my favorites. It's, I love it. It's honestly one of the best. Hands down, that's my go-to. Uh, Justin and I actually both have the animated, do you have the, the yeah. book? Yeah, it's up in my nightstand right yeah, now. Yeah, they, they, um, they, and again, just showing the popularity of this particular edition, you know, podcasts on it have become very uh, popular in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, but granted, their um, the resale value, like the actual quality put into those podcasts, are gorgeous. Like they're they're a, they're a great. Well, it's 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 funny, and I hope that we kind of follow in these footsteps. But the early episodes are very obviously early episodes right. if you go back to them. Yeah, no, they're kind of rough the to produ- listen to. The, yeah, the production value as they go on increases exponentially. Right. No, it's it it definitely there's there's a big difference between, you know, the the the, the beginning and the end of these different podcasts just because again, as Justin stated, 
you know, you, you, they, you have to start somewhere. The first episode, it's probably going to suck, but you got to keep going with it. And boy, did they. And they've definitely, you know, like I said, put this game back into the spotlight. But Vincent, so let me ask you this. What what class do you think you are? <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, I would, obviously, I would probably just go straight for the bard. I can't really sing, but I would just imagine being a bard. I could see that. A hundred percent agree. I mean, but not for, not for like the singing value, cause it just, it would be awful songs, but maybe that's like damaging songs. Like I sing so awful that their ears just bleed. They, they bleed. Let me, let me and, I, and I apologize for doing this, but let me take a step back here. For those of you that don't know what Dungeons and Dragons is, cause we're just <laughs> assuming that everyone knows everything about this game just because they're a nerd. Um, which makes us bad nerds. We're now we're the jocks. <laughs> Give us your lunch money, um, please, <laughs> please. Don't tell my mom. So Dungeons and Dragons is a um, p- typically a paper and uh, paper and pencil uh, RPG that is played with a dungeon master who kind of runs the game. Um, they come up with the scenarios, the monsters that you fight, the puzzles that you solve. They own your ass. Essentially. Absolutely. Um, the, I think the best way to put it is is the dungeon master is reading you a book. Like, they or rather writing it. And you are the ones in the books making the decisions. And the, I guess the end of the campaign, like, so the entire saga would be the book. Like... It's 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 like a um, like an odyssey almost where you know these heroes go through these trials and tribulations and make these decisions and you know there's some losses there's emotion to it everything else not every game's like that I know some people just play um, there's like so battle royales in video game culture right now are huge and we are n- not going down that right now don't even <laughs> look you can sit back down Justin we're not getting into this. I- I was getting a little heated there. <laughs> but um, I know some people will just make some characters and they'll just fight each other in, in arenas and stuff like that. Um, it, it, it's it's such a great game because you can play it online. You um, Just, you know, over Skype or Discord, you can just play it in person, which we are going to do in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think um, two weeks. Yep. Yep. Um, you can... There's apps for it. There's um, D&D Beyond is a really great resource if anybody, please sponsor us, if anybody, <laughs> um, you know, is kind of trying to dip their toes into it and it just seems so, like so much, it does a very good, um, it has a very good process of having you learn uh, how to actually play the game, build your characters and stuff like that. But uh, to get more into the basics of it, so there's all that about the Dungeon Master, the players, they have uh, six different stats, strength, intelligence, dex, constitution, Wisdom and charisma. A lot of the same stats that you would see playing like Skyrim, an RPG on your console, stuff like that. Um, Based on those stats, you know, certain classes uh, utilize certain ones better. A fighter, for instance, is one of the classes um, that's very, um, you know, what I think it'd be fun. Well, I'm just going to kind of go through the classes, and Vincent, with you, Vincent and Justin, um, obviously, are a little bit newer to the whole D&D scene than uh, I am. I'm 100% like underwater <laughs> in this uh, book-filled scene. I, I wish you viewers out there could see the library that this guy brought to my house. Uh, we are going to be co-oping, co-op DMing a, the campaign that we just mentioned that starts in a couple weeks. And yeah. he's like, hey, I need you to like read this stuff so, so we can work on this. The, it's like homework. Yeah, and 
I brought what he brought to my house the the immense amount of literature that yes. I now have to read through. Then you probably is, haven't read that much since high school. No, no, <laughs> my backpack has never been heavier. <laughs> but um, so just for fun, I'm gonna go through some of the classes, and I'm gonna have uh, Vincent and Justin kind of guess and speculate, you know, wh- what they all do. So we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and start off with the uh, the basics. Um, if so for any of you older uh, listeners, you guys will definitely know these. Let's start off with the fighter, Vincent. What do you think the fighter? What do you think the fighter's main like? What does he do? What is the fighter good at? I believe that the fighter goes into the octagon and then fi- oh, we're talking about D and D, not MMA. Um, I'm sorry. Um, no, I would say fighter just hits, kicks, maybe headbutts, and probably screams the whole time doing it. That's what I imagine. Hits, the kicks, fighter. and kicks him in the butt. Yep, just screams a lot. Just you know, while he's doing the whole entire thing, like a street fighter kind of character is what I imagine. Gotcha, Justin. I picture a fighter holding a big stick and hitting stuff very hard with that stick over and over. So this was uh, Justin back when he was a kid. He's describing him. I think we were. All, I think we're all fighters. <laughs> if, if, if that is if that is your definition of a fighter, I can't tell you how many stuff I have fought with that big stick yep. and lost to. Um, so the fighter is your typical um, your 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 melee class. Is the best way to put it for uh, anyone that's not initiated in Dungeons and Dragons. The best part about the fighter is they can do just about anything except for magic. So you want a guy that rides around on a horse shooting a bow, fighter. You want a guy that has a big ass sword and shield and hits stuff really hard while protecting his friends, fighter. You want a guy that throws rocks really, really, really well. Ah, I mean, a lot of classes can do that, but a fighter <laughs> does it really well. Yeah. Um, another class that comes to mind, Barbarian. You hear Barbarian, Who's the? what is the first name you think of? Conan. Conan. That's right. So, uh, barb- what, what do you think a typical Barbarian is? What, what differentiates a Barbarian from a fighter? Alright, so I automatically think Barbarian, just like this nomadic, just grizzly guy, long beard, wearing bear skin, um, probably with a, with a mace... Um, uh, not like the mace you spray people's eyes. I was no, like, say yeah. he's like, get away from me in my purse. <laughs> no, that's um, my purse. That's my purse. <laughs> and anyone who does not get that, that is from King of the Hill. Um, that's my purse. I don't know you. Great, great quote. But no, um, I would just imagine just a gigantic, burly um, individual, muscle um, man, muscle man or muscle woman, woman um, just kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, yeah, I. I basically second everything Vincent said in a simpler way. I basically picture a Viking. Yeah, good yeah, point. That, that, that good works point. really well. So, barbarian. Um, it. I'm. I'm not sure the particular culture that it comes from, but I do believe it's like a, a Nordic. It's basically like a berserker, and that's from like the Vikings, the Nordic uh, people, the Swedish people. Um, obviously, any of you more. <laughs> uh, Read up folks could probably uh, point that out a little bit better, but basically the barbarian is these typically shirtless, uh, loincloth wearing, axe wielding, uh, beefcakes, be the man, woman, or lizard person. Um, that so they have a, an ability, and it's like their their key ability, one of the, the abilities that defines the class, and it's called rage, and it's 
when you when you get mad, say you stub your toe like on when the edge you, of your bed. It's like when you lose a game of Madden. Oh man, oh, yeah, I know I all about that. Definitely can relate to that one. Fucking rage. Um, oh, or you, someone like nabs your loot in World of Warcraft, like that one item you need to get into the next <laughs> tier of, to, of things, and you're like, "Son of a bitch!" Oh, like God. you mother trucker. Um, barbarian rage basically uh, it makes them harder to hurt. They take reduced damage from certain things, and then some of the subclasses, which are basically um, improvements upon certain features and um, the different aspects of what these, these classes, the, the the core classes, can actually be. They the, the rage can do certain things. There's a, something called a storm herald, where when they rage, it literally like the they're empowered by the storm, and like sand blows around them, or or depend like maybe even like whipping winds that like tear people up or all, all, all these really really cool things that are that are um accompanied with this bar like this in, inner unspeakable rage that they always feel i, th- I always think it's really funny because like sometimes i feel like a barbarian if i'm at work and then like someone says something to me the wrong way i feel like it's just like all right i uh i activate my rage <laughs> uh, everyone roll for initiative but, uh, look out yeah watch out so, Bard. Vincent mentioned Bard earlier. Go ahead and start us off. I imagine a Bard being uh, someone who uh, carries some sort of instrument. Um, okay. Probably wearing like a feathered cap. Um, and uh, just like, I, I say dancing around, but it's kind of just like gallops around people mm-hmm. singing songs and somehow inspiring hope, uh, which heals you or like making you mad how bad the song is causing damage. Uh, pretty much is what I think of. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty similar to Vincent's again, but I picture like frilly sleeves. Oh yeah. Yeah. Frilly sleeves and uh, yeah, just the ability to uh, buff those around him or possibly even debuff uh, bad things. So Bard, so Bard is kind of a weird class, and I'm not sure if it was in originally in the first edition or not. Um, I think it might have. It's definitely second or third that it came out. But the Bard is, I mean, you guys were pretty pretty spot on. Typical, the typical Bard has like a lute or like a pan flute, drums, some kind of instrument, and they're actually able to channel their magical powers through the power of song. Um, but uh, it the the cool thing about the fifth edition is the way everything is worded. It doesn't specifically have to be an instrument. It could be like slam poetry. It could be uh, th- this dude's like dropping a, a fat like rap like just on his enemies all the time. Maybe he's just maybe he's a stand up comedian. So it, it's it's really interesting that you can kind of take these concepts for these classes and kind of twist them mm-hmm. um, to whatever fits this character that you're trying to make. Um, bards are the first magical uh, class, or the magic user class that we've talked about so far. Um, magic is quite a large topic that I'll, I'll spare you guys. Yeah, we don't want to go too deep into all of this. This is just like a... But basically, bards are able to um, cast buffing spells. They can cast debuffing spells, control spells... Um, they actually have an ability called Cutting Words, where basically they're like, hey, you suck, and it can do damage to enemies, and... Um, 
mentally or physically? Actually, it's psychic damage, so it is mentally. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I feel that. So it's literally like whenever that whole thing, sticks and stones, maybe my bones, but words never hurt me. Words throw that out the window. Yes, they're like, fuck that. <laughs> my words literally are painful. They are never going to feel Imagine that. like the worst migraine of your life after this guy tells you to go eat like, you know, a fat one. And then you're just like, wow, that really hurt. And I don't know. <laughs> it's like getting absolutely destroyed in a freestyle battle. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Eminem v. Anybody. Uh, they always take the 1D4 psychic damage. So another interesting class. So this time I'm going to split you guys up. I'm going to have one of you kind of go out of time. And I'm going to hit both of these at the same time. Okay. So Cleric Vincent. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm assuming it's just someone who heals um, I I automatically assume it's a dwarf, and maybe that's just because of um, either World of Warcraft, I imagine, like a dwarf and priest, um, just like a little stubby guy running around. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just someone who heals is pretty much my first thought. Okay. Justin, paladin. Oh, God. So I sort of picture a paladin more as like a protector. I always think of them like having this massive shield. Uh, maybe the ability to heal. Um, I, again, I picture like a, uh, a dwarf. I don't know why. Dwarf paladin? Yeah. Just, yeah, no. just a short little stubby guy in like some heavy ass fucking armor. Oh, yeah. I feel like maybe that's inspired a little bit by... Um, what, what I think is really interesting is there's numerous different races in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and again, we won't have to get all into all of them, but some of the traditional fantasy races are in there. Humans, which, I mean, aren't that fantasy. Um, dwarves, elves, halflings, um, some more crazier varieties of those uh, things. So I feel like dwarves after, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, that's that's where I'm inspired whenever I think of a dwarf in heavy armor is, like, uh, Gimli. Oh, my gosh. It's just, like, this this little little shit-eating, like, take, takes nothing from nobody. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't take shit from anybody. No. And he, you know, he's always in the forefront of the fight, always talking smack. Uh, and even, like, the newer movies, like The Hobbit. The Battle of the Five Armies. Yep. Like these heavily armored dwarven like centurions with like these badass weapons. These elves all shoot off these arrows and the dwarves are like, nah, eat shit. And they shoot literally these arrow breaking ballista bolts that, you know, like basically tell the elves to eat shit. Dwarves, dwarves are pretty cool. So, cleric. Clerics are, um, the best way to describe it is a priest. Now, take you, you take that priest and, um, I... I personally am not super religious, but I do know that like some priests and um, people who preach religion and everything or whatever they follow are like some some of them are more aggressive and what they have to say, and some of them are more passive. And I feel like clerics and Dungeons and Dragons really follow that philosophy. There's the war cleric that wades in the battle in heavy armor with a martial weapon, like a war hammer, and just bashes skulls in. But there's also the life cleric who you know focuses on healing. There's the nature cleric who is more about the, the deities that like uh, pan and other things that kind of frolic around nature uh, and, and things such as that. Clerics are actually one of the most versatile classes in Dungeons and Dragons because they can go from light, medium, and heavy armor, martial weapons, uh, simple weapons, stuff like that, and they can cast, you know, they can cast spells. 
Okay. They, they get their spells from their from their deity. Yes, that's probably the most important thing about a cleric is they are literally empowered by the god that they believe in. Without that god, they are useless. Useless. Yes, they. I mean, they still have the ability to like to wear the armor and use the weapons, but over half the class is loaded on magic. It's like imagine you know. Um, God, what's what's Gandalf? Imagine Gandalf, but he's just an old man. <laughs> also, <laughs> let's just imagine, like, just imagine a cleric. Uh, let's just throw Gandalf again, and let's just say that... Um, By the way, we are not saying that Gandalf is a cleric. It's just the first magic user. No, no, but so let's just do a hypothetical cleric. I went there, <laughs> their god to be Johnny Cash. Like, what if they're, like, <laughs> just some, like, some musician. Obscure. Some obscure musician or I some mean, sort of actor. Matthew McConaughey. You just hear, all right, all right, all right, in the background. Oh, my gosh. The storms. They're, they're, like, they're, like, <laughs> praying for guidance, and you hear, like, the, the best thing about college girls is, what, what, how does the quote go? I can't remember. How does the quote go, Justin? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like the best I'm thing about... I'm shocked Vincent doesn't know. I do not. The best thing about college girls is, um, as I get older, they stay the same age. I think, I think that, that's the quote. And then, like, suddenly you're empowered with righteous might. Um, but moving on a little bit, paladins. So, paladins, the reason I lumped these both together is they're both considered, like, crusaders for their cause, essentially, uh, clerics and paladins. But paladins are more based around an oath versus a deity. So a paladin could be, you know, an oath of protection, and their whole shtick is to protect everybody around them. Maybe vengeance, maybe their family died, and they swore an oath to vengeance, and that, that's kind of what powers them. It's different from, like, a traditional style of paladin, where in most um, forms of media, fiction, nonfiction, whatever, however you want to Put it, put it. Um, you know, paladins are typically a religious crusader. They, um, you know, they're empowered by some kind of deity, and I think it's really interesting that they kind of took that back. That way, you know, there's only one. Not to say that they can't be religious in the game, or you know, they can't go hand in hand. But at the same time, it's just like you can be like, you know, if you're vengeance, say you blame the gods for killing your family, you can be like, fuck the gods. I'm taking the oath of vengeance, and you just start like slaughtering townsfolk, but you get you gain these powers from doing it. I think it's very, very interesting. Oh yeah, I'm glad that's the the, the ending point on that one. You just slay townsfolk, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm now empowered. Well, thank you. So it's if you, <laughs> I know a lot of people also play you know World of Warcraft. It is one of the most popular MMOs out there on the market. Yep, a, a titan, it if you will. It is not one of the. It is the, hands down the most. Um, and paladins in that are all empowered by the same holy light kind of deal um, which comes from a, a, a specific source like a finite like living sentient source in game this isn't it's not like that it's not like there's a sentient source they just like swear this oath and by the power of their word and their bond they gain these um, these powers to be able to you know can go forth and do whatever the fuck they want um, Justin let's talk about wizards Wizards. Well, in my very little experience of Dungeons and Dragons, I will say that they are probably my favorite class to play with. The reason being is they are <laughs> strictly magic, and if you try to use them otherwise, well, yeah, you're gonna get yeah. flattened. Yeah, you're not. You're not gonna go so far. They're very squishy. Can't wear, you know, any suitable armor to stop anything. Uh, but the reason I enjoy playing as wizards is I 
kind of like the fact that their spell casting is so diverse and I can I, I enjoy trying to think my way out of situations and using spells to sort of disarm the aggressive the, the situation opponents. yes yeah it, it's wizards are really really cool in that regard just because they're the jack of all trades in terms of magic but oh take, and i forgot they mentioned they they can hit hard oh yes and, and and so with the jack of all trades typically when you hear that you think oh yeah they can do everything but not well well they can do all magic, and they can do it super fucking well. Yeah. Like, wizards are super cool. And actually, uh, funny enough, Justin, in one of the newer supplements that they've come out with, there is something called a... Um, there's, so there's two. There's called the War the war Wizard. Like the, the School of War is what it's called. And then there's also something called a Blade Singer, which is kind of like... Um, it's typically locked behind a, you know the elven race, but they're both martial they're considered to be like like you can wear this type of armor like you can wear armor you can wear you use martial weapons and kick ass like in melee and stuff so i feel like they're trying to diversify the you know the squishy wizard mentality a little bit but wizards even even those wizards the ones that like to wait in the melee fireball um mass suggestion um there are so many like tasha's hideous laughter and and not all those spells are like super high high leveled and everything, but you can get some insane spells. There's there's stuff called like Mordecai's Mansion, I think it's called, where you literally can just summon like a a giant fucking mansion out of no, I just out of thin air, and just you can walk in it. It's like an extra dimensional space. You can store stuff in it. There's servants built into it. You can summon demons from the ninth level of hell. And, like, that, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's just the sheer amount of manipulation uh, that you can have on in a battle or any situation, really. How much you can change change the uh, the playing field. Right. Now, Vincent, you want to talk about Druid. What do you, what do you think a Druid is? I automatically... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, I automatically think of a druid, I think of uh, probably from World of Warcraft, a kitty DPS. I automatically yes, think... Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, just because, I mean, that's just what I what I played, but I just imagine being one with the forest and nature and um, all, that, all that fun jazz and being able to just uh, turn into certain creatures. Um, I might actually have a pet druid. I have two cats. It's very possible I have a pet druid. So, I hope so. I, I like now get my hopes you, up. You go home and all your milk's always gone. Like, how do they keep getting in the fridge? <laughs> how do they figure this out? God. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> druids, you know, are considered guardians of nature. Um, they are, that's typically, that, that is, it's typical, like, of any kind, any of the fiction and um, games that they've been represented, uh, or they have been represented in, is the protectors of nature, and one of the big things is shape shifting. Druids are, are known for being able to shape shift into different types of animals, specifically. Um, and in Dungeons and Dragons, some of them are better. It's like maybe summoning the creatures of the forest. Some of them are better. They are also spellcasters, um, so you know they might turn a grove of trees into you know an, an angry group of treants that want nothing more than to taste the blood of mortals are those those giant trees in lord of the rings yes yes 
Yeah, I, I don't know anything about druids, so yeah. I'm like listening intently right yeah. now. The like, druids are pretty cool. You know nothing about druids? Like, you, did you not play you them? You know nothing, John I've Snow. never played as a druid. Uh, I, I've, uh, I don't want anyone to get it twisted. I've played two or three different games of Dungeons & Dragons. That is it. Yeah. Like, I have, I just, I've read the incredible library that Tyler brings to my house so like I know some stuff but I again like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> far from an expert but I can talk on the subject right so um, there's also some druids that are uh, like more fungal oriented they're actually able to animate bodies with the, that their um, their spores and can create zombies and stuff so druids like as much as they are guardians of nature you know you can have this wrathful druid, you know, that maybe he's like a fallen, maybe he's from this dark, damp cave, and he comes out, and he's just got, like, mushrooms growing out of his is this, ears. Is this why you're playing a druid? I remember you saying you were going to play as a druid in this campaign that we're starting in two weeks. You're just a giant walking piece of fungus. Well, I mean, that's, that's probably, that explains the smell. Yeah. I mean, that's just being natural. No, the, know, smell, life. the smell is from that crusty sandwich that you ate before the podcast that the smell is wafting over i didn't to even me see it right until now. you just yeah. pointed out is that jimmy yeah. john's so if you hear like the sound of a head bashing off the table that's me passing out <laughs> in case anyone's wondering what the sandwich is it was a toasted sandwich so it would be kind of crusty um but it was a ham and cheese sandwich with tomato and mayo and it was delicious well it smelled weird well i'm uh, not going to lie it tasted mildly weird too so hopefully the ham was not where did uh, you get it from uh, right up the road at some random oh, gas station so oh you got at a gas station well, kind of like a convenient mart it doesn't have gas so i guess it's a, just more of a convenience mart it doesn't have gas. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's actually really weird it, it looked like someone's house and I just kind of walked in there and grabbed the sandwich was, off the counter. What was super weird is I just, the, the refrigerator was there. I had to make my own sandwich. And the lady that she was, was screaming she at was me. crying in the corner and as like, I assembled my sandwich. I I, I was like, I was like I'm going to have to talk to Yelp about this. <laughs> I'm going to need to talk to your manager once I come back. I'm going to have to uh, definitely tell Yelp. Um, also, I just want to say Yelp. There's so many things I could talk about Yelp, but and we're not going to talk now. about no, no, no. Um, so what, let's. I'll go ahead and touch on one of my favorite classes is the Ranger. So the Ranger is considered uh, one of the weakest classes actually in this edition, just because if like who shoots bows better, bows better, the Ranger or the Fighter? Well, it's the Fighter. Oh, who can cast spells better? Well, the Druid can, or the, a Wizard can. Um, go who's, ahead. Who's better at stealth, the ranger or a rogue? Uh, or the rogue, exactly. Like the the ranger doesn't do. It, it can do stuff good, but it can't do anything well. It, it's like a it's like a jack of all trades, but shitty. Um, and that's your favorite class. It is my favorite class, just because throughout uh, all of my between like the the big two I'm gonna name are uh, World of Warcraft and Skyrim. What. First off, Skyrim. What was everyone's preferred build? Don't Dude, even. No, yeah. it's not about the preferred it, it, build. Yes, it it's is. just what everyone ended up being. Yeah, which is the stealth archer. Yeah, every, the stereotypical thing is everyone starts a game of Skyrim and they're like, you know what? I'm going to be a fucking mage this time and cast spells. And then by level 30, they're wearing a, like an ebony armor suit with. Uh, 
a bow and a arrow and they're bow. sneaking. Yes. Well, I'm glad you guys said that because I never ever played range on Skyrim because because really? you guys know how I like to play games. I am not a silent, quiet person. Oh when man! Coming in so oh, to do a quick tangent, real quick. Please. Um, so there's a game called Payday Two. Um, if you don't know what that is, it is basically a uh, cooperative rob the X. X being a bank or a warehouse or a building, whatever it may be, this with was, your friends. This was the first game that the three of us actually played together. It right. sure was. Uh, we, we had just moved into an apartment together, mm-hmm. and we all bought this game because it was all the rage at the time. Actually, it might have been on a Steam sale. Either way, it was the first game that the three of us actually all got to sit down and play together. And so there's there's like a couple different classes in the game. There's like the ghost. There's the... I don't even remember them all at this point. The uh, mastermind. There was a mastermind. There was a ghost and something else. Like a bruiser. Yeah, so like the mastermind kind of controls the situation. A lot of crowd control, things like that. The, the ghost... Which is what Vincent signed up for. Oh boy. Typically when you hear the word ghost, you think silent. Yeah. Or Casper. So the ghost, its job was to sort of sneak into like the bank or disarm alarms, uh, silently take out security, things like that. None of which, none of which Vincent ever did. Nope. So (laughs) to elaborate slightly... We first first like mission you can really get into is a bank, which is pretty typical for you know any kind of heist. And in order in payday, there's two different modes when you're actually playing. There's the casing mode, and then there's the actual like shit's about to get real mode. Yeah. So casing mode is you guys are just all dressed in business suits, walking around the bank, just sort of looking for. Uh, cameras and a way in and maybe a hole in security things like that casing mode if if some of you have seen the batman movie where joker like slides down his 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 mask before he robs the bank that's, that's when shit gets real mode yeah so vincent um would walk up to a window uh with a security guard looking outside the window in casing mode just in his regular business outfit, just <laughs> walking by the window, he would see the security guard and slide, slide his, his mask, mask down. <laughs> and the security guard would immediately be like, oh shit. Like, we're about to get robbed. Yep, and smack that alarm. And what's even funnier is we were like, okay, Vince, go take out these guards. He's like, I got it. I'll do it quietly. And then like like a couple of seconds went by and we heard, bang, 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 bang. Wee wee wee! And we're like, "What happened?" He's like, "There was more than I thought." Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, I didn't plan accordingly. Me, me, and Tyler are waiting across the street for the thumbs up. All right, guys, mm. we're clear. And instead, we get Vincent running around the corner with his mask down, holding a unsuppressed pistol. And he's running from, like, four security guards. Just, just popping hostages oh, left yeah. and right. I mean... I, uh, I, didn't, I did not care. I was not really good at stealth. And I didn't handle never, the, the stress well. No, no, I could not. And there are other payday stories, too, we could talk about. But I felt like a, uh, a berserker. 
and that, which actually ties into your Dungeons and Dragons kind of uh, theme, so which get, we trailed off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, get, excellent segue, but we're it's not talking about the Berserker, we're talking about the Ranger. Oh, okay. So, the Ranger, um, <laughs> yeah. Whoopsies! Um, but, but, and I'm just actually just about done touching on the Ranger. It's just, it's unfortunate that, um, you know, pretty much everyone can do what it does better. My, the class that's uh, nearest and dearest to me is the Beastmaster Ranger. Uh, these guys both know I have two dogs, two cats, and a hedgehog. He's got a whole zoo at his yes. house. Practically, so yes. I really, really like animals, and especially animals that can bite stuff. And they don't do it that well. Because when you get to the higher levels and you have your, you know, your pet fucking hawk flying at a giant and just like, and just like evaporates the creature that you've been developing this bond with over <laughs> this three year campaign and just wipes it from existence by just looking at it. It makes it a little depressing. But we kind of touched on uh, the next, my next segue here. Vincent, you want to tell us a little bit about what a rogue does? Ah, yes. Yeah, so rogue is someone who's sneaky sneak, uh, who is uh, quiet. Uh, Shocking as what this is. The uh-huh. antithesis of Vincent. Yeah. That's a big word, Justin. I'm glad that you used that. Word of the day, everybody. Antithesis. Spell I think it, I, Vincent. Oh, okay. Uh, antithesis. A-N-T-H-E-S-I-S. Oh, Lord. Did I do good? I'm pretty sure you missed there. I think you were close if you were in first grade. Ah, well, good. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. I only passed second. Go ahead, So I should have had it. Uh, But yeah, so Rogue, long story short, is someone who is sneaky, who stabs people, is supposed to be quiet, everything I cannot be. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yep. Kind of uh, sticks to the shadows. Um, and by doing so, gets that sneak attack, surprise attack. Oh yeah, get that extra damage dice. Yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 pretty good at sneaking. Um, some of them can be better at like stealing. Can they track? Uh, not I, hilariously enough. The best tracker in the game is the is ranger. the ranger. Of course, okay, I was making sure the ranger's good at anything that doesn't have to do with combat. Oh good, <laughs> good. Disarming even, traps. Things yeah, like yeah. That. Rogues are like your lock pickers, your trap finders. Uh, they're your go in and stab the guy there's a um, archetype called mastermind where basically they sit in the back and they're like they throw out the help action which gives people advantage on their attacks uh stuff like that so they're they're the illuminati yeah pretty much yeah you can literally like sit in a crowd and be like get him and then like suddenly (laughs) this guy feels empowered to kill this guy even more uh justin did you want to touch on the sorcerer uh no, not really. I, uh, <laughs> uh, so, the, cur- please correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I, I know you will. Yeah. The sorcerer... Wrong. All right, go on. No, yeah. go ahead. Is it the sorcerer... Now, is it the wizard or the sorcerer that requires a spell book? The wizard has a spell book, the, but they both require a focus in order to channel their spells through. Now, is it a sorcerer that can learn, like, different... Uh, Metamagic? Yes, yes. Metamagic. Metamagic is a sorcerer thing. So, to kind of help Justin out of this weird predicament that he's yeah, in. Yeah, um, meta- So, sorcerers... Ironically, I played as a sorcerer, yes. and I still know nothing about it. So, sorcerers are um, these these folks, or these, these people that are born with this, like, this spark... That it, that's within them. Maybe it's some, something caused by an outside source. Maybe it's something caused by their heritage. Maybe it's just a fluke. You know, maybe they were experimenting with something and bam, they're magic now. And it's 
Um, literally, like they with wizards, they have to study for years to get their magic. With clerics, you know, it's a deity. With with sorcerers, it comes from within. It can just happen by accident, yes, too, right? Yeah. And so there's something called meta magic, which basically is like the, they can augment the spells that are coming out of them. Some like they can do more damage. They can hit shit from farther away. Um, they can actually not hurt their allies if they cast like a fireball and you two are standing next to each other i can you know avoid doing stuff like that it they're they're really really cool they're also super squishy um and every single one of their archetypes like basically plays with the um unlike unlike some of the wizard archetypes they don't uh have any like melee but they do have like okay, I can I can actually heal. Like there's a heal sorcerer. There's one that does a lot, like almost like a rogue, where he's like bouncing around between shadows and summoning things. And uh, sorcerer is pretty interesting. I feel like it's one of the classes that isn't super like th- they're very unique, but like they're almost like a one trick pony. Wizards have the entire spell list to go off of. Once as a sorcerer, once you pick us like a set amount of spells, you are stuck with those, unfortunately. But then again, some of those are really, really cool. Can you not, I guess, so you can't pick new spells on a rest or anything like that? No, 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 no. Uh, with wizards, you can go to your spell book and prepare different spells, but with sorcerer, because the magic is, like, within you, it's like you're learning these spells. Like, you're learning you can cast them over time versus a wizard who, like, goes somewhere, oh, here's a scroll, let me write this down so I can cast this spell later. Like an incantation. So can you give us, a like, some fun examples of... The, like the wild the, magic table. The 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 positives and negatives of the wild magic table. So one of the archetypes for wizard is called the wild or wizard for sorcerer is called the wild magic table, and it's I, basically. Yeah, I took this. Yeah. When yeah. we played, because it's it was so entertaining yes. to say the least. Um. So what happens is whenever you cast a spell, um, and you can, uh, it's like whenever you cast a spell of. Uh, first level or higher after you use a certain one of your abilities you have to roll uh, a d20 which is the standard die you use for Dungeons and Dragons um, if you roll a 1 on that d20 once if you cast a, you know again a, a, a spell of certain level or higher you basically uh, roll, you roll, have to roll in this magic wild Jesus Christ <laughs> this wild magic table Sorry, it is exhausting talking about Dungeons and Dragons for this long, but we um, so you roll yeah so you roll on this table, and basically like there is one through a hundred different things that can happen. There is actually a D one hundred die. So one of them is, and it's one of my favorite ones to talk about, is you cast Fireball, which is a spell we've mentioned a couple times. It is just a giant fucking ball of fire. That does a lot of damage, and you cast it centered on yourself, and you basically kill yourself. Um, so that's that's one of the things that can happen. There's another one where you can just turn yourself blue. Uh, you can grow feathers. Um, you can like cast like uh, enlarge slash reduce on yourself, so you can make yourself really really tiny, or you can make yourself a lot bigger. And all of this is outside of your control. Yes, it is basically down to your. Well, is it you or the DM that rolls the D100? It's It just depends on however you play it. Um, I think that the DM has you roll. But That's what, typically how I've played it. Whatever you roll, you're stuck with. Like yes. It's not like you have control over the situation what's, at that What's point. really funny is, like, so say you've turned blue, you can't unturn blue. 
Like, you are stuck until, like, something... Or, like, someone casts some kind of dispel magic on you. Or, like, a, like a restore spell. Um, you're stuck as just blue. So you could be, like, a, just a blue human. Everyone's like, oh, look at that weird-looking elf. It's like, no, I'm, I'm human. I'm just blue. So, question. Do you think that's how the blue man group started? I'm blue, baba dee baba da. So, just off. <laughs> Actually, that's not them either. I'm upset because that's that, not that's yeah, not correct. That's not them. That is they did not, not correct. Do that song. They did not. That was Eiffel 65. Oh wow! Thank you. I'm glad that you. That uh, was from his generation. I'm showing oh, okay, my that's age. Fair. That's fair. Oh um, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll go ahead and finish up with the uh, the two remaining classes here. We have uh, Monk and Warlock. Vincent, which one? Which one would you like to hear about first? Oh, I would love to hear. About the warlock. So well, then, let me tell you, Vincent. Oh, good. Oh, go for it. I'm totally uh, just swinging in the dark here. What I know of a warlock mostly comes from Wow, mm-hmm. and a warlock a lot of times uses his own life force uh, to generate mana, mm-hmm. thus giving himself a mana pool to cast spells. So, uh, you're close, but no cigar. Damn. So, Vincent, you want to get? You want to try a swing? Sure. You're swinging a miss? Swinging a miss? Smoking a pancake? Um, I would say uh, Warlock is someone who um, is maybe proficient in necromancy, kind of? Like, summons demons, too? Like, I imagine, like... Um, okay. I... I, I, I I, I don't know. So the, the the funny thing is, Warlock definitely carries a negative stigmatism to it. Because I feel like Warlock is basically the male version of Witch. Okay. And um, like that's that's like where the term comes from. And typically when you hear Witch, it's not a good thing to hear. Uh, especially back in the day. We all know what happened in Salem. Uh, some not so great stuff. So, Warlocks are these people. Like, uh, like you... A lizard person, uh, a hippo man, wh- whatever you, whatever they may be. You hang on one good golly second. There's hippo men. They're called GIF. Yeah. I, and it's even funnier because they're kind of oh, like... I know GIFs. They're like those funny things that I send. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> it's like also like the peanut butter. Mm. Mm. Anyways, so... But yeah. You're, don't distract me. So, <laughs> so, the, so, so I'll, I'll I'll finish telling you about the gif real quick. So the gif basically are these militaristic hippo men who like wear this aristocratic clothing. Like they look like um, the ye old like colonial days where these these commanders would show up like the big puffy shoulder pads and like the regal like velvety clothing, and they use muskets and like futuristic technology for the time. I, and like monocles, but they're hippos. I promise you, that's what I'm playing. In fact, uh, when we're all done with this, we're gonna go look at the book that I have over there because oh, the gif God. are in there. Anyway, Do so they have thumbs? Yeah, I, actually, I don't know. I haven't done enough research into the hippo men. I'm uh, wait, so excited. So, so uh, all that aside, hippos in real life don't they have like hooves? No, no, they do not. What? They don't have hooves? No. What do they have? Uh, uh, mm, actually, I don't remember. Little feetsies. I think that maybe they have hoof-like. We're going to do some research. I want to know how they shoot muskets. <laughs> that's that's where the problem lies right uh, now. I want to see they, somebody with hooves for hands shoot a musket. That's that, That'd be really interesting. Like, I mean, the, the hippo uprising, but, like, they don't do very well because none of them can shoot guns. 
Or like, well, this is awkward. They just like just throw the guns yeah. at you. <laughs> they just bite you because they have huge fucking heads. But warlocks. Um, so there's. But anyways, there are these folks that something happens and they're like, hey, uh, something give me power, and that something that hears them is what's called their patron, and it could be a demon or a devil. It could be something from the Feywild, like like a, a, a Fey Prince or a Fey Princess, or just a powerful creature, like a unicorn, or a Kirin. Stuff like that can give you your powers. Some like you can you can you can even twist it to be dragons and stuff. But my favorite patron is the Great Old One, which is Cthulhu. Oh, good. Okay. Or some unspeakable, unfathomable force that is just like. Hey man, uh, go kill your parents. Like just whispers in your mind, and you know, kind of twists your mind like that. But the warlock, they get their powers like that. They are casters, but they have a very limited spell pool. The big thing is most casters. So there's short rests, there's long rests. Um, short rests are typically like, okay guys, let's take a ten minute, eat a Klondike bar. Long rests are like, what would you do? For Klondike Bar, I would have I would have the patron Cthulhu tell me what to yes. do. <laughs> um, long rest is like you know you actually sit down, read a book, go to bed, that kind of thing. Warlocks are the only casters that get all of their spells back on a short rest, so they're like very aggressive casters. And warlocks are really really cool because it's a class that I have played uh, pretty in depth, and they can summon like familiars that are like imps and demons that kind of help them do their bidding. Uh, based on your patron, you can like read minds and do telepathy and things like that. You can, there's a spell called like hur- hurl through hell, where literally you just drop a hole under someone and they fall. And it's like one of those funny like, there's a scene in one of the Avengers movies where Doctor Strange drops Loki into like this wormhole and he just falls for like infinite time, like yeah. Portal. You can yeah. do that in Portal. Yeah, but it's like that except they're dying. And they're literally being hurled through hell. It's really cool, but that's not a, a warlock exclusive spell list or a spell, but it is one that is kind of a signature of their class. Um, so warlocks are kind of cool in that regard, where they're very aggressive casters. They can do lots of cool stuff. They can do melee and everything too. And speaking of melee, you've got um, the last and uh, maybe not least, but kind of least in my opinion, you got the monk. So. Avatar The Last Airbender is typically the route I go, where you've got these people that do, like, all the melee stuff. Everyone kind of has a good idea of what a monk is. They, you know, like Jackie Chan, um, Bruce Lee, like... Wait, they were monks? Uh, damn near close if they weren't. I mean, I would... They, they, they had more they, of a fighter. They when, had, I, when I picture a monk, I picture, like, a guy in a robe who's not allowed to talk, who lives on top of a mountain with a bunch of other guys in robes. Actually, yeah, they're bald, too. Vincent. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh man! Hey, everybody, another fun fact. No, I imagine I imagine any uh, Pandarian, Pandarian, panda creature from WoW is what I imagine. As a monk, so t- you know the stereotypical monk is Chinese or Japanese or Asian in general, um, bald, and they have a staff and they whack stuff really good with the staff, but they can also hit stuff good with their fists and their feet. Who is literally Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan? That's fair. So, monks are really good with, and there's Kensai monks, which are good with, like, all types of weapons, but um, monks are really, really cool in the sense that, like, the base class has pretty much everything that you need. The The subclasses aren't nearly as good. Um, but you can, like, there's one that you, you don't have to eat anymore. There's a, there's another one where, like, you, I think, like, you don't, you, you just stop aging because why, you why meditate you never, so hard. Why would you never want to eat anymore? What you don't life requ- would you don't be require worth eating? But that's a very good point. That's see, that's why no one plays monks 
Because we're all fat. I mean, could we you like imagine that I didn't eat my ham sandwich earlier? I, I couldn't wish imagine you hadn't. That. I could not imagine that. But but monks are really cool. Uh, they have these this unique resource called key points where they like punch stuff, and they can do like additional stuff like knock like stun things or push them back, or there's even like a, a capstone which is like the highest tier ability that you can get. It's called like basically like the death strike or death palm, and you hit something and eventually. Whenever you decide, they just die. Oh, good. And it's like, it does like a certain amount of damage. And like, if the damage would kill them outright then, like when you hit them, then like you can also choose like when they die. So that you can like punch them, they walk away, and then like they're eating with like their wife and kids, and you're just like, and it's like, ah, ah, or they just like outright just explode from so the table. That's pretty cool. So pretty much like Thanos. Yeah. Literally a Thanos move. Yeah. Practically. It's, it, it, it's, it, they're, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan just because I don't like the aesthetic, but um, they are a really cool class. But that's all mine. Uh, there's some coming out, uh, some more coming out soon. There's an Artificer and some revised stuff coming out. Um, there's always new stuff coming out for this edition. Did you guys have anything you wanted to add? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we I... <laughs> are we are an hour and 16 minutes into this podcast. I know. And- Tyler definitely took charge, but we sort of gave him the reins, being as D&D was the topic of conversation. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to D&D. For those of you nerds out there that have listened to this podcast and are not interested in Dungeons & Dragons at all, one... Well, you're out of luck. Yeah, I I don't blame you for one. Two... Uh, that is not what this podcast is just going to be about. That's just a, a, a pretty easy topic for the three of us to ride on for this first episode. Uh, you can look forward to video games and movies and, you know, any co- sort of, uh, uh, what, relative new culture sort oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that also falls, like you said, movies, TV shows, video games, comics, um, even like novels as well. I would love, love, love to talk about a couple like really, really cool novels. I could just nerd out about Stephen King, but I don't know if anyone else could nerd out about that. Nope, you should probably start your own podcast yeah, you for that. Can, you can do that. <laughs> guys, this is the first and last episode we have Vincent with us. <laughs> well, guys, it was great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to go back to my corner now. But no, um, so I really appreciate the folks that have stuck with us so far. Um, it's definitely been an interesting journey getting all like, to this point you know get everything set up and everything so um again i greatly appreciate it uh and with that i think we'll wrap it up yeah um guys thank you so much for tuning in definitely appreciate it also i just want to throw out at any point uh, when you listen to our podcast if you like, have any ideas of any sort of like fan art you want to throw out there of anything we talk about i'm very interested to see kind of what you want to throw out there Definitely interested. Vince is asking for free commissions. I pretty much, I want to see people draw me. I have no idea who I am. I just want to see me as a slug, like a bald slug. That's really what I'm just hoping. So if someone can do that for me, I'd just love look you in forever. the mirror, Vince. That's a very fair point, but I want it drawn because I can't draw. So I will say uh, if any of you out there have ideas for topics, conversations, uh, you can definitely email us. At the uninstalled podcast at gmail.com. Uninstalled. Past tense. Yes, the uninstalled.
podcast at gmail.com. You say that you say that way they're gonna put the DA at the end. Yeah, on. Nah, don't don't put DA at the end of it, or you will be sending it to somebody who Yes, they're, they're gonna be no really clue. weirded out. But um we'll go ahead and sign off now. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you and good night. And uh thanks guys. <laughs>